Okay, we are recording, and this is Joe Swanson and the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. And I'm doing something new. I'm I'm over the post production shit of uh, the intros and outros. I'm just gonna do the commercial or whatever the fuck you want to call that beginning of the podcast right here, right now, while Mr. Steve Foley is sitting there waiting patiently for us to start. <laughs> What's happening, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Good, good. Well, this uh, this episode and and next episode, which I'm gonna have uh, um, Al from uh, Albro Electro- Electrical Devices, who makes clip cords and uh, foot switches. Um, this episode and next episode is brought to you by him and his company, and uh, we're gonna do a full review next episode with him on the podcast about his clip cords. I've been using one uh, for the last few weeks on a variety of different pieces, and that shit is the bomb it's so fucking tight man that i've been tattooing close to 17 years just over whatever it is now and literally like just just getting it in my hands i, I knew it was better than anything i'd used before and that's yeah. not to knock shit that i've used before uh you know it's gotten me it's gotten me by and and i've used some nice clip cords um you know from different companies but this shit is so it's it's hand built in uh around the chicago area and i mean if you can't you go to al bro or die a l b r o o r d i e dot com you can order his shit from from uh directly from him uh you can find him on instagram and i think it's al bro 13 on twitter um but he sells his shit through Workhorse Irons as well, um, and also uh, Rose City Steel. Um, so check out his stuff on uh, on those spots, and and if you can, go over and grab a clip cord or a foot switch. His shit is tight, man. You're, you're not going to regret it, and they're reasonably priced. I think it's like you know thirty or forty bucks or something like that. I'll I'll know for the next uh, or fuck it, Al will know uh, how much that shit is. So. Um, Go and check it out. It's cool. If it wasn't fucking really nice, I wouldn't be talking about it. And if the dude wasn't really nice behind the behind the company, I wouldn't be uh, talking about it either. So Al's been a really fucking cool guy to talk to, and um, I'm excited about his podcast coming up. Um, if also if uh, you know to ways to support the podcast is you can get tattooed by me. Um, hit me up on Twitter, OG Joe Swanson, or on Instagram. Or uh, Gmail, OG Joe Swanson at Gmail. Um, buy art, get tattooed, and uh, that's it, man. I, it's, other than that, you know, I'd like to get into it with this uh, bad motherfucker named Steve Foley. Uh, and uh, this dude's from Philly. Um, what's happening, dude? Not too much, man. Thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. Well, this is a, uh, it's kind of, they're, they're heartfelt, man. I mean, your shit is, super super clean and you know you had uh i think i told i told this story i always say this but i I think i told the story a little bit about how um we met kind of through instagram on a podcast before but um you know i saw he had liked steve had liked one of my pictures on on instagram and i from time to time i'll click on uh different folks and check out what they're what they have going on and i was just super impressed with the type of work this dude was doing. I mean, just the quality of it, you know, through the few pictures that I scrolled through, there was nothing, you know, no major body suits or, or huge pieces, but everything was super fucking clean. And, um, it, it, it was amazing. So I, you know, I hit him up and, and, uh, um, we just kind of started chatting and figured, you know what, fuck it, let's get him on the podcast and, uh, introduce him to, uh, all you listeners. So, uh, you work out in near Philly, right? Um, about 45 minutes kind of up river, up the Delaware from Philly. Okay. Um, but I, I live in South Philly. Right on. Did you grow up out there? Or? I actually grew up in South Jersey, uh, right outside the city. Um, but I've lived in Philly for 15 years now. Nice. And you were telling me that, uh, um, what, about 10 years ago, you, you thought about getting into tattoo. Now, when you go look at Steve's work... And you check out how fucking clean it is. How long you been tattooing, Steve? Um, uh, three and a half years now. Three and a half fucking years, and the dude's killing <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, it's it's fucking awesome to see. So, but you had almost got into tattooing like ten years ago, right? 
What was that? I'm sorry. You you, you almost uh, got into tattooing about 10 years ago. Is that correct? Uh, you know, I poked around a little bit. Um, <laughs> I was getting tattooed at a place called Tattoo in Philly. Um, getting tattooed by Jay Goldberg, who owns a place. And then um, by uh, Josh Hoffman, too. Uh, so when I was hanging out there, you know, I kind of, you know, we would, I kind of became friends with all the dudes. We would go out, get beers after getting tattooed and hang out a little bit. It turned into a pretty good, you know, pretty good friendship. And, uh, you know, at that time, I kind of just asked a little bit, you know, I was kind of more curious to see if I could tattoo than like, you know, I just, I was, you know, always been into art. But I kind of wanted to see if what it was like to actually do a tattoo. Like I didn't really consider it a career thing or or whatever. But I just was really curious about the whole process. So at that time, I I kind of asked Josh as he was tattooing me one day, and he kind of just laughed at me and said, "You don't want to get into this business." <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of you know, you know, kind of put it in the back seat, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was, uh, you've been getting tattooed, um, for, for quite a, quite a while at that point or by, by those guys all at that shop? Um, well, when I first, yeah, probably about two years or so. Okay. All right. Just hanging out and kicking it. What, uh, I find that, that a lot of times shops have, they always have those folks that are just like the homies that hang, hang out, get tattooed and, it t- man, it always seems like they've all the, those types of people uh, were they've either kind of wanted to tattoo or they've tried their hand at it, and some make it, some don't. Um, but I think every fucking shop I've been in has always had that kind of dude that is that that's like becomes a homie to the shop and is always there, helps out with shit, you know, um, or is just coming by all the time to to say what's up or get tattooed and. Um, Pretty fucking, uh, pretty fucking cool times. That's a, that had to have been a cool fucking uh, shop, Old City. It was, it's called Old City, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, that shop was really, uh, you know, it's, it's really a great shop, and especially then, it was pretty insane. Uh, you had guys like, um, like Jay Goldberg, Josh Hoffman, Dave Fox, um, Martin Lacoste a few other dudes that were also good so it was it was uh it was a crazy time to be around them you know yeah that's uh, those those all those names man fucking killing it they're killers you know they're they're i mean the stuff that they're doing is is and i would imagine back then that they were you know pushing it just like you know um you know a lot of other shops around the u.s and and you're a handful at that time of shops around the u.s and and throughout the world were pushing the envelope and i think around oh, philly yeah. that's probably the shop that was doing it most yeah i would say so yeah yeah there were i mean the, those dudes were doing conventions in europe tattooing over there mm-hmm. conventions all over the all over the states too mm-hmm. like, and you know they all really hustled and did some nice shit what was the vibe of that shop back then um it was pretty cool man like I knew, you know, most of the guys. I didn't know uh, Martin too well, but most of the other dudes, we, you know, were pretty cool. Um, it was just like real. They, the work they were doing was just like almost a lot of custom, like very, very little like walk-in stuff for the most part. They still did them, but um, you know, those dudes were tattooing all day, then going home drawing yeah. the next day, drawing all night, and then going in the next day tattooing all day again. It was it was pretty cool to see that all happen, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty badass. Like, not exactly how I, you know, I I don't really enjoy doing super huge stuff, so I can't even imagine like doing, you know, working on a sleeve almost every day or a back piece almost every day. It's yeah, you know, I think I think uh, having done bigger pieces, it's I think the frustrating thing with that with that would be. Um, the consistency of the clientele, you know? So if you have a consistent clientele that can come in and they, they do come in like every two weeks or every three weeks or whatever it is. Um, well then you do, I don't think you lose as much momentum on those pieces, you know, and you, you can actually, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm not ADD, but I'm, I'm like impatient. 
you know, I, I want to see that shit done. You know, that's why I like sometimes just doing those, you know, those palm size little jams. So, you know, it's, you see from drawing to kind of from inception of, of the drawing an idea to finish in like a couple hours. It's pretty, pretty fun for me to do that. That's what I'm into. Yeah. So how did you end up going from, from, uh, old city? Do you have any fucking old city? Like, uh, like stories, like any crazy shit that you were just like, holy shit, I can't believe that this, <laughs> this shit happened. <laughs> um, Usually every shop has a couple of those moments. Let's see. Um, yeah, a lot of them were like kind of outside of, outside of that tattoo shop. Like um, the owner, Jay Goldberg, was in a band, a pretty notorious band around here. And um, they used to play these crazy shows where there'd be like fireworks going off and fire and blood and all this shit. Yeah. I heard about what's, what's the name of that shit? Because I heard about that when I was working in San Francisco, somebody was telling me, uh, they were, they were called bad luck 13, <laughs> bad luck 13. And it was just like, like a crazy exactly. show. Yeah. It was pretty insane. It was, they got banned from a lot of clubs and stuff like that <laughs> for doing what? Just honestly, they were like, all the, it was somehow end up that all the bouncers would get beat up. There'd be fires lit. There'd be fireworks going off everywhere. People like jumping through tables and just, just rowdy turn, riot every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, think, uh, I think that's uh, actually when I first met Jay at one of the one of his shows. Did they intention? Do you know if they intentionally like? Did that uh, went in with it with that intention? Like, oh yeah, 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 definitely. We're gonna just fuck shit up. <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, I don't know if they. They definitely kind of uh, They had that vibe that that shit was gonna go down. I don't yeah, think they just, intentionally like incited riots, but everybody going to the show wanted that to happen and knew that was gonna happen. You know. Yeah. Once once that once that vibe kind of gets out that that's the shit that's gonna go down. Fuck, yeah, kind of ride it, right? You just gotta go for it. It was mental, yeah. Like I, I went to a couple of those shows, and I think that's when I first met Jay, and then started getting like you know checking out his tattoos and all that stuff. So I ended up getting tattooed by him when I moved up here to Philly. Um, but I was only I moved up here when I was just eighteen, so um, you know I hadn't had a ton of tattoos beforehand. I just kind of uh, lucked into meeting someone that owns a shop full of good dudes. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's I mean, you know, with uh without actually thinking about it, thinking about it doing your research, you know, at that time there wasn't the internet wasn't prominent. No. Um you know, so you kind of have to talk or you know, ask around or or maybe caught a glimpse of one of those dudes, you know, work in a magazine and was like, "Oh, that's, you know, let me go try to seek that out." But yeah, that's kind of that's good luck, man. That's uh, <laughs> definitely. That's cool, but that's that's the way shit goes, man. I, I've had a lot of those experiences. You know, I look back on it and I think, yeah, it's a little bit of uh, you know, in, in kind of putting myself in that position. But it's a lot of luck that these people will, you know, that anybody has accepted, you know, me or or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that come in. Uh, to the to the shop or or as you're throughout your time it, you know the experiences that you have it's uh it's i don't know fuck i don't know if it's luck or if it's fate or if it's what what yeah, the fuck it know, is man. but it's fucking cool <laughs> it's cool because you know if i if you really trace it back like i wouldn't be tattooing probably without meeting that dude and hanging out at that shop and going to those crazy shows and shit like that yeah, and because you you were a graphic because it was fourteen years ago, but and I didn't tattoo till probably eleven years after that. But yeah, it's what what was the switch? Like what what just changed in your mind that was like you know what I think I thought about this before just out of curiosity, but now I think like maybe I can do this as a career. Like what what happened? What do, was there one point that just kind of was like you know what fuck it man I'm gonna do it or was it kind of a combination of over time? Um, yeah, I guess it was kind of a combination. I would, I would, you know, I kind of had it in the back of my mind all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was working, I worked in graphic design before 
I tattooed. Um, and I was kind of doing that and making pretty good money and stuff like that. But I just never really, never really felt that cool, you know, it was <laughs> like, I'm working when I was designing, I was, you're, you're generally working for like a team of people. And when that, when that product goes out or that package goes out that you designed, your name's not anywhere on that, you know? Right. Like that comes from the agency that you work for. So there's no self-recognition at all. You're just kind of a kind of a cog in the machine, you know? Yeah, that's no fun. I've been there. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when, you know, that's no fun for me, and it was no fun for you. Some people dig that shit, though. Yeah, Some people sure. just, they want to sit back in their cubicle and fucking click on keys and, and make art on the computer, and that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm all yeah, down with that, but I couldn't handle that shit. Respect to them. Yeah, I mean, to to you did it for a lot of years too, right? Yeah, it's about almost ten years. Yeah, that's a decade of doing anything is is a, a long ass time. <laughs> yeah, and so, I still enjoy it. I still like the craft a lot too. But when it comes down to it, tattooing, like when I came to make that switch, when I saw like a a glimmer of opportunity, I kind of just you know, I got offered an apprenticeship while I was still designing, and it was kind of a tough choice, you know, I had to decide if I wanted to tattoo for a living and kind of go into apprenticeship and make no money or stay with my job where I'm making, you know, a steady paycheck every, every two weeks with benefits and all that shit. That's a, that, that can be, did you have kids or anything at the time or? No, I mean, I, you know, I had a steady girlfriend who's now my wife and, you know, we had long talks about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet. And, um, Luckily, you know, she just wanted me to be happy. She wanted me to do what I wanted to do and was there to support me through that, you know, broke-ass apprenticeship kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to a couple couple dudes who, um, you know, in the last few podcasts with Jason Anderson from O'Reilly's, you know, he kind of went through the same. He was a graphic designer and, and uh, you know, Dude. fortunately had some money saved up to live off of while he apprenticed and, and then... Um, Mike Maxwell, who's an artist down in, um, a fine artist down in Sa- San Diego, um, had gone through an apprenticeship too. And, you know, same thing, you're making no money. He was living off of his art, selling paintings and shit at that time, but gotta be a crazy, that's, you know, when I did it, I was, I was down in Monterey or Marina, California, which is, um, you know, basically a little suburb of, of Monterey. And, um, I forced, I was going to school. And I was working at like UPS, I think, in the morning. And, you know, I would go there at like 3.34 in the morning, work, um, get off at 9, go home, take a shower, hold, you know, roll to the shop by noon, 11.30 noon, and be there till 9 o'clock, you know, do it all over again. <laughs> you know, it was it's crazy, man. It was fun times, though. I mean, there's nothing like, whether you're a tattooer or a, or, or a client, I think there's nothing like fucking sitting and chilling in a tattoo shop, man. I mean, it's... Especially cool ones like, I mean, your experience with, with, you know, the shop that you hung out at and got tattooed a lot. I would imagine there was a, just a decent vibe of fucking, um, you know, in there that that was going down. I mean, that's that's a shit that's fun, man, hanging out and really bullshitting fun. and everybody's having a good time doing good work and uh, yeah. it's fun shit. Is that how, how is it where you work now? It's cool. It's it's definitely it's not in a city, so it's a bit different of a vibe. You know, it's more of a, um, you know, it's like a destination for people. Like sure. People come there to get tattooed. There's not too many like people hanging out, just swinging in. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good spot. It's definitely, you know, it's all about tattooing. Less hanging out, less less of a, like a clubhouse vibe, but it's it's still cool. It's a good place to work. Yeah, yeah. You doing what kind of you pretty much are doing like more palm size, like medium, medium size, like I don't know, medium size, but like smaller shit. Yeah. I'll do like, you know, some, you know, I'll do some bigger kind of just like outside half sleeves, not all the way around half sleeves, but pretty much I like, you know, I really like American traditional style of getting tattoo here, there, here, there, and filling it in at the end, you know? Yeah. You look at those, uh, those dudes that, you know, some of Hardy's books and, and some of the other books that have been published with pictures of those uh, guys that were 
both the tattooers and the guys that would get tattooed. And there was always a, it seems again, like a handful of those dudes that would just, they had to have just been at the shop all the time. They had body suits of traditional shit, flowers and, and ropes and, and all this ornate shit that was, um, and a lot of the women too, back then, man, they, it's, they had that like kind of piece together feel, but it was planned out too, man. Cause you know, I remember seeing this one guy, he basically had exactly the same shit on each half of his body. You know, like the left side was the same as the right side um, for the most part, um, as far as all the like filler and, and these flowers and different things that were placed like on his rib cage and, and around his chest piece. And, you know, he had the traditional like chest piece, probably like an eagle or something, you know, big and, um, uh, forget some of his other pieces, but it was just cool to see like the, the symmetry in his, in the bodysuit. This dude's had to been like planning that. I mean, they had to, they had to plan that shit out. Right. Yeah. Or just, you know, you just found a groove that they liked and maybe did one side and then flipped it to the other side. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, I, uh, I remember, um, Wonder was up with that dude. Have you ever heard of the Great Omi? Yeah, that tattoos over his face and everything. Yeah, the, like the black, almost like the uh, fucking Star Wars looking dude, uh, yeah. <laughs> Darth Maul looking motherfucker. <laughs> he, uh, I wonder what that cat's deal was. He was from Europe, I think. Birch, Burchett sure. tattooed him, I think, and uh, George Burchett, I think, is is uh, who did it. Uh, I hope that's how you pronounce that dude's name. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Uh, but. Yeah, that, I wonder what that cat's deal was. You know, uh, who was another crazy character who I still think is around, who's living, but I don't I think he's in a home maybe. But uh, who was that dude that had um, Jack Dracula? Did you ever see that dude? Um, no, actually, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen a picture of that guy. Jack Dracula has some crazy fucking tattoos, man. And he, uh, like all over his face and, and everything. And, you know, at, um, I, I want to say there was a, there was a, he, there was a quote by him about something about his, uh, getting these tattoos on his face, like some about women, you know, that, that he just wanted to make sure that they, the women weren't just having him for his, uh, good looks or something like that. <laughs> That's not but, a bad idea. But I heard the last thing I heard about him and somebody hit me up on Twitter, if anybody knows, but he was at a, like a retirement home and he kind of you know, people had forgotten about him, but, and I guess a dude, this is kind of a weird shit, weird shit, but I guess the dude loves McDonald's. And so like, whoever told me this story and I can't remember who it was, um, said that like, he loves getting like, you could send him, uh, McDonald's gift certificates and the dude just loves to kick it and eat McDonald's nowadays. That's crazy. Yeah. If anybody knows how to get a hold of Jack Dracula and where I can send a McDonald's gift card, uh, yeah, send him a Big Mac coupon or something. Something, you know, <laughs> it'd be tight. But uh, how do you think? Like, um, we were talking, like, just you know, thinking about doing, you know, getting you on the podcast and shit. And one thing that I noticed that your shit is that I like about it, it's you're consistent, dude. I mean, and maybe it's just you don't post pictures on Instagram of of uh, you know flawed work, but. Every single piece that I that I'm looking at is, I mean, as clean as fuck lines. Everything's super nice, you know. How, Thank you. how do you? Uh, is that just from? Do you think that's part of being your history or your graphic design nature of being like maybe, you know, working on a computer and everything's perfect? You you want it to be perfect on skin or how? How did? I think it does have a lot to do with like the designer, and it definitely has to do with working with um definitely with josh hoffman one of the cleanest tattooers yeah I have, i'll have to check his stuff out i haven't yeah, please do it's it's fucking insane do you know if he's on instagram or anything or he's on instagram yeah um i think it's jay hoffman uh i don't know i'll have to look it up and get back to you all right no problem no problem working with him is really you know He's just one of the cleanest tattooers out there. Honestly. Yeah, that's it's it's cool to see. I mean, somebody that's you know, and I think I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the outlook that the artist has, but also like equipment that you're using. 
Um, yeah. Damn, dude, I can't tell you when I first got my head out of my ass and started and, and got some good machines, like yeah. what the fuck difference that made, you know? And if you don't know where to get good fucking machines, like Mike Pike, uh, fucking the Safari Brothers, you know, yeah. Workhorse Irons, any of those dudes, Corey Rogers, you know, all these fuckers make insane shit that's gonna, you know, run. I heard, check this out, man. This is, this is, uh, this cat came into the tattoo shop the other day. Um, and he, he kind of is a tattooer here. You know, he went to, um, uh, he had gone to a tattoo school, I guess, up in Oregon, but then came down and, and, uh, he's just kicking a young kid, you know, but got his face zapped up and shit and is going to end up tattooing eventually or work in construction. I don't know. He needs to, he needs to fucking step his, step his game up cause he's got talent, but he went up and, and, uh, there was a dude in Sacramento. I don't know the dude's name, uh, that he bought two machines from, right? Like right. 400 bucks for, for, uh, two machines. And he gets there and the guys, you know, he says, Hey, I like doing traditional work. Can you set them up to, um, you know, a liner and a shader, you know, bigger liner groupings and bigger shader groupings. And, uh, the guys like, yeah, no problem. So he gets there and, uh, takes the money for the machines, gives the dude the machines and goes, all right, dude, well, those, um, you know, I just build those machines. I don't really know how to tune them. Um, so you'll have to get them tuned up, but, uh, there they are. Right. Wow. He's a fucking, he's putting himself off as a fucking machine builder. Right. Yeah. I, I would, I would bet that he's a machine assembler and probably isn't even good at that. Cause he doesn't know the fuck about it, anything about it, you know? And I'm not, those things are, they're not hard to put together, but to make them work right. When you do put them together, <laughs> whole different story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm by no means, a, you know, a machine guy like i no, neither you know i know the basics I, I can i can get my shit tuned up and and make it work uh you know pretty good but um you know i i, I would i just couldn't believe that man i'm fucking dumbfounded you know like i can't even one time i can't even fucking talk i just sat there with my mouth fucking open like <laughs> how the fuck is this guy selling this dude like ethically fucking taking money for two machines that he probably bought the coils from, from, you know, Dringenberg or fucking workhorse irons and wrapped, you know, some cutesy fucking piece of magazine around the coils to, to make it look like he wrapped them himself. And, you know, how's he selling these things and and calling them himself a machine builder? That's fucking crazy to me. I'll tell you what, it really does pay to go to someone who knows what the fuck doing those things, you know? Yeah. I know. The first machine I ever bought was a, like a a Seth uh, Wiener Dog machine from Workhorse. Nice, like one of those little production ones. Yep. But still, they come fucking ready to roll, man. I like, know that bullshit. Shit. Took it out of the box, tattooed <laughs> with it that day. Haven't fucked with it since. Yeah, it's been like three years. It's ran perfect all the, the whole time. Yeah, shit's it shit's good, I mean, man. I, I, I was you lucky know. enough to when I when I, where I t- work now. Um, you know, Josh and my, my boss, Brian, they, um, they know, you know, they're great with machines. They've always had great machines for me to use, even through my apprenticeship. Like I got to use, like, I think the first machine I lined with was a Soba machine and them dudes, they just have given me great machines to use over the years and try out and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I've been lucky that way. I never really had to like put my own shit together like yeah the first uh the first two machines i had were two um national jonesy machines that i that i ordered all the pieces for and and you know my mentor had me put them together and and uh they probably ran shitty uh you know but whatever they were they were uh, i still have one of the frames in my uh my homie ernie ortiz who i'm gonna get on the podcast this next week has the other two uh, or the other one, and uh, I told him I'm gonna get it back from him one of these days. Yeah, I built a couple of them through my apprenticeship too. Yeah, you know the uh, it's, but yeah, it does make a bit, it does make a big difference. I was fortunate enough yeah. in the beginning tattooing with um, Steve Hendricks at Gold Coast Tattoo, who taught me. He had some Paul Rogers machines. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, one of them is actually in. 
Shit, see, I don't know. I should come more prepared. One of them is actually in a Paul Rogers book. It says you know, blue shader or red liner. I think it's a red and a blue one. I can't remember which one's a liner and which one's a shader, but it it has like the a picture of his list of uh, machines that were numbered. And I think it says, it might even say for Steve in, in California or something like that. Oh, but cool. Yeah, it's pretty tight. And I use those. I mean, those are locked up in a, in a safe now, I'm sure, but and haven't been used in years. But um, those were fucking cool. I mean, you, you, I've, you know, the other, another machine I used fucking, I used a Don Nolan, left-handed Don Nolan machine. And Don Nolan, if you don't know, is a, is a tattooer, an old tattooer up in, uh, yeah around the hardy times, you know, yeah, uh, around that, that era. Um, but from the Midwest, uh, up there, Minnesota, he lives in St. St. Cla- or St. Paul, I think now, um, has a shop up there. But, um, one of the guys I worked for in Minnesota that had had this huge ass yellow dragon, um, that Don had started on his rib cage, um, had, had one of the, this left-handed Nolan. It was a fucking cool ass machine, man. I, you could just tell like the difference. Like when, when a machine's got fucking soul, man, you can, yeah, there's, I go through uh periods with my machines that where like, I'll just fall out. Like I'll fall out of using one, you know, and, and then I'll just yeah, start sure. using another one a lot. It becomes my daily machine. And then for some reason, I don't know, I'll have one tattoo where it just, I'm not feeling it. Maybe try another, you know, do the next yeah. tattoo and try it again and be like, ah, shit. All right. I'm going to switch. And I switch to something else. And, and, uh, I don't know. That's just, uh, there's a, there's a connection I think that you have with good equipment and with the equipment you use. You're fucking, I don't know. This is just, this is just me and I'm fucking weird, but, uh, you know, you're putting energy through that shit and it's vibrating and, and, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely think that's, that has something to do with and the people that touched that shit before, you know? Yeah. Like if you get a, if you get a machine built by, you know, I, I had a the fortunate opportunity to, to get a machine from Adam that he built out in his, uh, Adam Safari that he built in his, his workshop. And, you know, I fucking, uh, shit's tight, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's run so fucking good. Like I, yeah. I was visiting him and he, uh, I don't know if he intentionally did this, but I knew I wanted to get a shader from him that day. And he had just finished building this one. And he's like, Oh yeah. Hey, try this one out, you know, and, and has me throw it on his, on his power supply right there in his workshop. And Mm -hmm. I I don't know if he knew that once I heard that machine hum, that I was going to not be able to, you know, there's no choice. There's no choice in the matter. I got to fucking get that shit, you know? And and then I ended up having him build me a little, uh, uh, pit bull liner. That shit's tight too. I don't know if you've seen those, but they're, um, it's a bulldog. It's a bulldog uh, machine that's cut down and shit. It's that's uh, it's so fucking nice, dude. What are you using right? What do you use right now? Like, what's your daily machines that you've been? Um, let me see. Actually, there's a dude out here that works at uh, Philadelphia Eddie's. His name is Jason Stewart, <clears throat> and he's been making machines lately. And he gave me um. He made this kind of a uh, short run of production machines, just real simple looking, nothing flashy, um, but it it runs hard and runs perfect all the time. Um, I've been using that, and um, I think um, one of Seth Safari's um, is a fastback shader. Oh, okay, just a brass one. That's been perfect. Nice. Uh, for a little while, I was using. I got kind of like hot on those Swiss rotary machines. Yeah, uh-huh. I was kind of trying them out for a while, and I was getting into it. And then one day, it just wasn't like you say it wasn't acting right. Switched it out for, switched it out for that um, that brass shader. It's like, why was I ever using the rotary machine? I don't know. <laughs> just the coil just felt so much so right after that like month or two break of using the rotary. Yeah, I you know what I I would like to, uh, um, I've used rotaries a little bit and yeah. I don't really like them to line with, but I, I don't mind shading with them and, uh, but I don't know I I don't know maybe I just haven't used, um, well see I have I I've used I've used some nice ones and yeah. they're cool I think it's just a feel thing you know if you, yeah and and, and uh, what you're trying to accomplish but. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely, uh, definitely rotaries are fun for, for what they are. I mean, there's guys that swear by them, you know? Yeah. There's, there's guys that use nothing but those things. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, I can't get into them for lining like at all. I've tried them all. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's different for sure. Definitely different than a coil machine. Yeah. But what's, uh, what, what's it like out in Philly right now? Snowing and shit or what? Um, it's actually, the sun just came out as we were talking, but before that it's been raining for like four or five days in a row. (laughs) Does it get snow out there? You get snow, right? Yeah. It's gotta be like pretty, pretty cold and a pretty good storm. But yeah, a couple, a couple years ago we had like, I don't know, close to two feet dumped on us. It was pretty wild. Yeah. That's never fun, man. When you have, uh, unless you got a snow blower and, uh, (laughs) even a shovel, even a shovel sucks. Cause, uh, when I lived in Minnesota for a little bit and I wasn't a kid. Cause when I was a kid, my dad just handled that shit. You know, he like, he oh, yeah. just, we lived in a tiny little uh, town called Bruton. Uh, that was, is only known for two things. They had the, uh, fastest production snowmobile at one point called the Brute snowmobile. And I think they, somebody, the two guys that owned it or three guys in this town that owned it might've sold that shit to Polaris or something. Oh, wow. And, at one point in the like late 80s, they thought they struck oil out there on some motherfucker's land. And so they were like in a Trivial Pursuit game, the, the, the board game, there's actually, uh, there's actually a question that says, what town in the Midwest was dubbed Little, Little Dallas uh, when they thought they found oil? And it was, uh, it was Bruton. But uh, yeah, I don't know why I was... Oh, uh, growing up there, my dad... So he was, so he would have like a scoop loader and shit from his, his business that he ran out there. And so he would just come and like scoop the, scoop the driveway out. No big deal. Um, and, uh, I never had to deal with it until I moved back there a few years ago. And, uh, God damn, man, that shit is stupid. I don't like ice, uh, that, that snow turns to ice, like in a, in a matter of an hour, <laughs> You know, and I, it's you, ridiculously cold up that way. Oh my god, dude! It was crazy. Like if you I didn't, don't know how, I don't know how anybody lives there. I would, honestly. I would wake up, and I'd be like, okay, it snowed. There's like a, there's like an inch layer of snow out on the driveway, and I'm gonna have to go out there. And it's like under, it's you know, it's it's below zero Fahrenheit. It's it's cold as fuck. Have to scoop that shit off, and if I didn't do it, then by the time. I came home. I'm going to, I'm going to be, it's like going to be an ice rink. <laughs> it was, it was crazy, but you can't fucking beat, uh, well maybe you can, but it's hard to beat fucking Minnesota, Northern Minnesota in like second or third week of September, uh, in the fall. That, that uh-huh. shit's beautiful. Do you guys get a lot of color change and shit out there with, uh, yeah. In Philly? Yeah. That's, that's definitely one cool thing about where I work. I work, you know, like I said, 45 minutes outside the city and it's like right into the country. So yeah. we basically ride later, right along the river after we get off the highway and it's like, it's beautiful. That's nice. You know? That's something I like that, you know, I do like about the Midwest uh, is the definite four seasons. Now I, I dislike, I dislike uh, uh, winter the most, but, <laughs> but, yeah. but spring and fall are, are great, man. They're great out there. So, Pretty uh, pretty good clientele out there. I mean, you you guys getting to do some fun stuff, or is it? Yeah, yeah. I've got you know over the past year or so, I've gotten these like these kind of younger kids. They're in their like eighteen to like twenty five year olds that all started getting really into like old traditional stuff. Yeah. So it's been like it's been a dream having those kids around. Just, <laughs> you know, they'll just come in, pick something out of like a flash book somewhere, like a Sailor Jerry book or something. And I'll just do it, and they they love it. They're stoked on, it, and that's really my favorite kind of tattoo to do. Just you know, I think because I I like doing line work a lot. Uh-huh. Like it's just something that I get really into. Just trying to make it as clean as possible, as perfect as possible. So I think with those kind of old old traditional tattoos, if you know, there's so so few tricks going on with it that if you if you fuck something up, it really sticks out. Yeah, for sure. It's kind, of like, it's kind of like a little game to like, you know, try to make it, that line work as perfect as possible. Yeah, that's super interesting to me that 
that uh, that has to be from your graphic design background, man. Because I'm, I'm, I like doing line work too, and it's cool to see it come out, you know, nice. But I'm, I, I'm so into shading. I love shading. I love, uh, yeah. you know, whip shading and and just experimenting with my shader way more than I like lining. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just because I can be a lot love, looser with I love it. The shading work too. It's it's definitely fun, but yeah. No, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't. I do notice, man, is your shit is super clean. That's uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. It's 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 nice. I it's I started out doing like a lot of when I came into tattooing. It was like a hot trend over here to um uh, for for kind of girls and stuff like that and some dudes to get like line after line of of script writing oh. like a a phrase from their favorite song or like a phrase from a card that their, their grandma gave them or something like that so i i spent forever just like trying to learn how to do like nice proper clean script and if you if you think about it script is almost all line work oh for you know, sure unless you're doing some like fancy shading in the middle but it's got to be all clean lines and, and stuff like that so when i first started tattooing i came into you know that's the kind of shit no one wanted to do around the shop so I got to do a shitload of lettering <laughs> and I think it really helped my line work a lot. Yeah, no, that, that definitely I think would help. And it's, uh, interesting. Um, yeah, lettering is, lettering has come a long fucking way, man. Since, since I started, it was all speedball book and I know I've talked about that shit before, but it's, uh, that's something like I always look when I looked at a tattooer's portfolio, I would always look at like, their lettering to see if that looked good and they're black and gray, you know? Um, cause I figure if they could do a tattoo in black and gray, that looks like it's finished and looks good or their, their lettering is nice. Cause lettering is a motherfucker. You dude, you got like long straight lines and you yeah. got real curvy lines, you know, <laughs> like long curves and yeah, a lot of lines like just out on their own. No, no shading around it. No, nothing. It's just one, single line it's got to be perfect yeah yeah it's and then they always want them on the fucked up spots too like rib rib cage and shit yeah it'll look good on my ribs you guys you guys have like a lot of there must be a load of good lettering out there right oh yeah 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 all over the bay area is is uh yep and i mean all over california you know yeah it's like universal now i think dude because everything's opened up to like you know you can go on instagram or or twitter and and find pictures of, of good lettering anywhere in the fucking world nowadays, you know. Um, yeah. I follow a few dudes from out there on Instagram, just like you know, kind of do a lot of like cholo lettering or yeah, fucking nice, really nice script, and just for that's pretty much all they do, or that's all that I see. Yeah, that's all I they're posting. Just for inspiration when it comes to lettering, you know. Oh, I love it, man, and you know what? I love the Crazy I stuff. love the I always pull out my old. Um, you know, again, I was fortunate enough to uh, take a lettering seminar from Dave Gibson years ago, and uh, I pull that shit out too often to to look at it again and to you know, because that's all the simplified version of it. That's the straightforward, like L.A. sign painters like t- school. Uh, you know, back when back when there was a trade school for sign painting, like that's where he learned all that shit, you know? Yeah. And so it was all the real, uh, and when I say traditional, I'm talking about like hand-painted sign shit. It's all the yeah. real traditional structure of the letters. And, um, you know, it, it, I look at that sometimes just to go back to the basics, you know? I find that yeah. helps a lot is go back to basics first and, and, you know, because if you can do it in the simplified, you can make it look clean in the simplified version of it. You can add, you know, all, you know, whatever flourishes you want. I yeah, think. you can add all the crazy swirlies and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had some lettering done by uh, uh, Jason Kundell, and oh, yeah. t- that guy's badass. You know, he's I caught up with him at the SFO convention, and and um, I have relentless. Oh, it's fucking awesome, man! And I have uh, relentless written up uh, across my chest of it like up above my chest piece but um and he did it it was cool i had seen some lettering that he did that was kind of a combination of 
kind of block letters and script. It was really uh-huh. weird. Um, underneath this other tattoo that that uh, this guy got from him, and so I went went to him and I was like, "Yeah, I want this." You know, I saw this lettering and and he just did some badass like script that had this crazy little drop shadow with these uh, um, little dots and. It was wild, man. It was cool to see it afterwards. I hadn't seen anything like it, and um, it's it's neat to see people like doing some crazy shit. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, especially when you know it's clean. I mean, it's clean. You know, the person definitely has the right amount of control with what they're doing. They're not overdoing it. It's just it's just a the right amount of of flair, you know. Yeah. So what uh what's um what's on the agenda for the rest of your week, man? You got uh you be tattooing at um all week? Uh I go back to work on Thursday and I think I have I think I have a sugar skull to do. Nice. For some reason there's been a, a kind of a rash of those lately. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, they're they're all over, man. You could, if yeah. you could get a if you could get a sugar skull um with a paragraph of writing inside you know, one of the pedals, uh, on around the eye, um, you know, that'd be dope on your ribs. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> It'd be amazing. Nightmare. It's, I think sugar skulls are like, uh, yeah, they're just, uh, they're going through a, uh, they're going through a little bit of a phase right now, but they're cool. You know, you can make them really fucking, I did I one mean, the other day. A lot of those out there, like being like around those dudes are kind of like, I don't know. I, I hear stories about who kind of started it out there. But well, you- I think like uh, there was a, on that Tattoo Age uh, documentary, um, I think it was Freddie Corbin um, was talking about how he and, and Scott Sylvia had kind of done them yeah. around the same time yeah, and yeah. Uh, in San Francisco. And I think that's when Scott was up in uh, Sacramento. Those That's two dudes that I want to get on the on here to talk on the podcast. It'd yeah, be pretty be sick, cool. Man. I know. Scott Sylvia was just out here in DC and I kind of wanted to go down and get tattooed by him. I just totally flaked on it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, before I left California the last time and, um, I had gotten him to do my hand, a Panther inside of a, a rose Panther head in a rose with the word desire. Um, cause I had just, yeah, I just like quit a really good job. And, um, you know, for a lot of the listeners know, I've gone into a little bit of my history uh, on the podcast before, but I was a cop for like seven years. Um, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I tattooed for like uh, a good number of years, and then was fucking struggling, and and uh, ended up being a, ended up becoming a cop, and I continued to tattoo through that time as well. But um, when I left that uh, job in two thousand and eight, I went to went. Uh, tried to book an appointment with Scott and he was, he was booked up, you know, well after I was going to leave and, uh, they put me on his waiting list and just got a call one day, the day before. And they're like, can you come out tomorrow? And I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll be there. So I went and got tattooed. It was, it was cool, man. I I had a good, that shop is fucking badass. You know, the black heart is really, really cool. Really cool shop. Really cool vibe. Um, so where you're at is you're kind of like in in between like Sacramento and San Francisco, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, out there is all I have no idea, but yep, so basically right there, the Interstate 80 that runs across the country. Uh, you know, it goes from Sacramento down to San Francisco, and and uh, uh, the shop is in Vacaville. It's right in the basically in the middle. Oh, so, cool. and I work out towards uh, um, out to, in Lodi where I live out in. Um, inland a little bit uh i work at a shop out here called hard luck uh which is a super sick shop so cool yeah man well i'm stoked that you were able to come on um for uh for people that want to get tattooed uh do yourself a favor and go get tattooed by uh by steve it's at uh yeah it's living arts tattoo in new hope pennsylvania you can email um email them at s dot folly uh at gmail dot uh, dot com and that's uh s d o t f a w l e y at gmail dot com uh i g is the same thing s dot folly and twitter is a bit different it's s folly tattoo um so check him out man and uh you know go like his shit on instagram if you see something that you're stoked on and um you know go get tattooed and support 
support uh, the guys that are uh, out there and in the Philly area doing uh, doing good tattoos. Yeah, so, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem, man. And uh, again, guys, this uh, this episode, and then later today, I'm going to be recording uh, for an episode that's going to um, I'll release on Saturday. This episode's going to be up late tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, it'll get you over hump day uh, back after the holidays. Um, the Saturday, the, the, the one I'm recording later today is going to be up Saturday. That's with Al, uh, from Albro, uh, electrical devices. Go ahead and check his shit out at, uh, at Albro dot Albro or die.com. Yeah, and, I gotta uh, check out one of those clip cords. Yeah, man, they're fucking dope, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I've been thinking about them for a while, but I'm, I'm glad you said that they're really good. Cause yeah, you, know, they, you look at them on workhorse and they do seem, you know, a little expensive, but they really do look deluxe and. If they work as good as you say, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know what I I uh, what he said to me was the thing that I think he had tattooed a little bit of hit, uh, a while back, um, but he just kept running through clipcord after clipcord, and um, he just got sick of it, and he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna start making making them, and and he started making them, and they're all handmade. Um, you know, they're really good, really good product, man. I'm, I'm, you know, and that's not just saying, you know, that's, I'm not just saying that cause you know, I've been, cause I'm having the dude on the podcast. I'm, I'm really like legitimately, uh, like it's a good fucking piece of equipment. And you know, if you know anything, you know, that equipment is a big part of this, uh, craft that we do. And when you have quality equipment, it makes your day fucking easier. And so, you know, check it out. You don't got to fucking buy one. Just go check them out. Uh, albrowerdie.com. You'll probably want to buy one if you ever use one. Um, and, uh, Al's going to be on the podcast, uh, uh, for Saturday. Um, and so this episode and the next episode is brought to you by albrowerdie.com. And so go check them out guys. Uh, appreciate you listening, Steve. I appreciate you coming on. Um, thanks for having me on, man. I, I really do appreciate everything you're doing. This podcast is really enjoyable and I, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to be on. Well, fucking a, it's a pleasure to have you on dude. And I'm stoked on your work and, uh, I'm stoked that, uh, we can make something for people to listen to. That's, you know, fun and, and, uh, positive. Um, so anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening. This is Joe Swanson, uh, propaganda podcast and, um, another one in the fucking books. So thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. And thank you everybody for listening. Let's keep in touch. You bet. We definitely will.